Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, creatives? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, beautiful? I'm well. (laughs) How are you? I'm all right. This is a mental health check. How's your mental health? It's great. How's yours? That was vague. You sure it's great? Yeah. My mental health is okay. Vague. So, um... The year of 2023 is about to conclude. What are your thoughts on how it went for you? For me? Um, so far, so good. I proposed to the love of my life. Our seed is, is growing and developing at a very rapid rate. Everything is going pretty good so far. Everything is everything. How about yourself? Well, <laughs> apart from our planet dying, I think I'm doing pretty well. The whole world Consider- is going to <laughs> shit, man. What's going on? Considering that um, there's a lot going on, I think that I've managed to maintain a sense of level-headedness that I haven't had in a while, which is surprisingly like it's like my life is not on fire anymore, but. Everything around us is. Isn't that crazy how it works? Soon as it seems like everything is going okay, that's when something else wild just. Right, because I felt like we had um, we had that experience somewhat before COVID, where things were going pretty well. Mm -hmm. At least I I mean I speak for myself because I'm not sure how you were doing at that time, but kind of felt like I was just on on. On a good path, I had just, like, been able to get myself back on my feet after having the baby and going back to work and feeling comfortable about where I was at. Mm. And then, boom. COVID happened. COVID. And then a war in Russia and Ukraine. And then aliens. And then a war in, in, in Palestine with Israel. You know what my theory is? Mm. I think that we're all crazy, but we're in a competition to out crazy each other. Like, who can be the craziest? Mm. Trying to think through that, but there's a there's always a constant need as human beings to have a sense of drama, regardless of what space you're in. Mm. I think about, like, there's always going to be family drama. There's always going to be, you know, global drama. There's always going to be somebody trying to have conflict with with somebody else. Can we exist as humans without conflict? Right. Like, why do we... Gravitate towards misery. Like, life is, in general, it's pretty simple and easy, right? But we as humans insist on making it harder than what it should be. We fight and bicker over politics, red or blue, Pepsi or Coke. 
We fight, uh, fight and bicker over spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs. You know, we fight and bicker over, like, it's like the most mundane shit. And it seems like we truly don't know what we're fighting fighting about. Like, do we just do we just have an innate ability to fight and argue with each other? Mm, I guess setting aside conflict, right? Because I do feel like we know sometimes why we're having arguments or fighting with somebody. Mm. But I think there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had as to why do we feel the need to have a sense of control over another individual or another group of people. I also think that with the question pertaining to, like, can we live without misery? Maybe that's the whole poetic aspect about being a human being. Some of the qualities that we have may not be positive, but it makes us who we are. Unfortunately, it's like I'm not justifying anything that happens, but it's like constantly there's always a sense of, a need to fight somebody mm-hmm. or a need to feel like you're better than someone or a need to feel like you're in competition with someone. There's always a constant like race to be the, the fastest, the strongest, the smartest. But someone it, with, with you doing that, somebody has to suffer. It's trippy because I don't understand the reason reasoning behind it, you know, um, We're all human, and yes, we're not all created equally. You have people who are smarter, who are stronger, who are faster, who, you know, have the edge up on each other. But why not utilize those differences to excel and push us forward as a human race? Like, why do we fight over land and property and like when we're growing up right in school they teach us how to share they teach us how to be you know elementary school they teach us how to communicate our feelings but it seems like when we get older well not all of us but when a lot of us get older we forget that or maybe they're not taught that I don't even think it's a sense of forgetfulness because I do feel like we know after a certain age what's wrong or what's right. Whether or not we say we don't know, we do know. We do know. Mm-hmm. I think that the life that we live is not set up to, to live that type of life. Mm-hmm. We're, we're always in constant competition or in a space where we're trying to fight a battle. Whether it's on the side of like fighting a battle in order to get to a certain space for us or fighting a battle in order for us to escape something within ourselves. Is that <clears throat> is that by design or is that just humanity? Is that us? Mm-hmm. And that, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know. Hmm. I have no clue. But it's really fascinating how it's hard for <clears throat> us to function in a space without chaos. Hmm. At this point, too, I think the the reason why there's so much outcry or so much um, so much voice behind 
a ceasefire with this constant thing that's happening currently is because I think as humans, we're, we're actually really overwhelmed that there's a lack of balance in how we are treating each other as human beings. Mm. Maybe it is that we are supposed to be a unified front, right? What we were talking about the other day with vibrations and how if we're able to be able to function on one accord, it's actually really beautiful bringing several differences together. Mm. But if we are in a space like that, then what does it mean for people who are in power? Nobody's going to be in power. We're all going to be on one accord. Right. And I think that's not a profi- profitable space to be for a group of people that want to rule everybody else. So if you're going to create a society that's benefiting for your own space or your own power to be maintained financially, mm. then you have to design or maintain that chaos or maintain, for America example, our country runs off of fear. Mm-hmm. But what's not working right now is people are not buying Biden saying that if we don't back this up, then there are going to be more terrorist attacks that happen. Nobody's buying that. Mm -hmm. Too many people are losing their lives, and people know what it's like to lose a family member more so because we saw that firsthand with COVID. Unfortunately, that was our first taste into seeing how impactful something can be that can like completely wipe out a group of people. But now it's like you we're witnessing genocide literally Mm. before us without control of what happens. And our tax dollars are going towards something like that rather than eradicating student loans. I think a lot of that money that they're giving to these other countries, you know, billions of dollars, Mm. in some instance is, you know, a form of money laundering because we don't know where that money is going. I don't think it's going where it needs to be going because, yeah. They sent Ukraine X billion dollars or X amount of billion dollars um, by mistake. It was unaccounted for. By mistake, right. But we hear promises about, oh, yeah, we're going to um, eradicate student loans, this, that, and the third, but it has to go to court and... Now they're unable to do it. Do you know what I think America's like is an abusive person? Do you know how like like Stockholm syndrome? Not well, that on the aspect of us being the receivers, mm. but the perpetrators are like those that are abusive because you know how like sometimes you don't know that someone's abusive because they show this different personality in public yeah. and how amazing they are and how loving but at home they're just beating up their own people mm. where it's like oh we have all this money oh we'll donate this to you I'm like excuse me but there's a lot of people that go without food on a regular basis in America Every why day. aren't you paying attention to that not only that, we also want to address the fact that mm, how do you have money for these things when you're about to shut the government down? That was how, a month ago. How do you have money for these things when they're still impoverished places or crime-ridden mm-hmm. places like mm-hmm. Southeast D.C. or D.C. in general, your own, Chicago, your own country is in Baltimore, 
a worse condition than any other place, but you want to pay attention to somebody else's business. What Saint sense Luke, does that make? It doesn't make any sense Unless at all. you want something out of that. I think a lot of it is just relationships too, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our leaders that we elect have relationships with other leaders from other countries, which virtually makes them unaccessible to us. They can't relate to us as American people. You know, mm-hmm. when they go into these offices, maybe their um, initial thought is, you know, for the people. But the longer they stay in there, the more detached they become. You got people who've been in the Senate for like 60, 70 years, and they're in their 90s, 80s. You know what I think? Making decisions for the whole country. Like, that doesn't make sense. And and this is why I think they keep voting in someone that's over the age of 50. Mm. Because they know that our generation is not about that life. We don't want people to die. Mm. We don't want to have war. It doesn't make sense to us logically. Not whatsoever. it's easier to feed these narratives for gullible people like older generations Mm -hmm. that are used to following or believing the government. Whereas a lot of the times our generation questions a lot and is not afraid to do what's separate from the the status quo or like the the general consensus or what you should be doing. Like we're always questioning ourselves. Mm -hmm. And even even when they say such bad or awful things about TikTok, a lot of the things or a lot of the real information is there rather than the things that are trying to be fed to us on TV. I personally feel like if you think about how our society is run here, there are a lot of things that we may have once believed that we're now finding out is questionable. Yeah. And so when you have things like that where the rules are wishwashy, what do you like what do you think your own people are gonna do? They're not gonna believe you. A lot of the people are getting hip to the narrative too. Exactly. I remember that <clears throat> I think it was like a couple years ago, somebody on YouTube stitched um a lot of like different news channels together mm-hmm. whether it be fox news cnn msnbc or whatever and every last news station was reading from the same script whether it be liberal news stations or um conservative news stations whatever whatever every last news station was reading from the same script And another thing, do you know that us, we as a country, is one of the only countries that allow pharmaceutical companies to show commercials on different pharmaceuticals, like pills and stuff like that? I'm not surprised. The same way that we live in a society where we're not eating 100% fresh food or real food for that matter. If you think about the lifespan of our bread, bread is only supposed to last like a week. People in America eat bread, right? Mm-hmm. We gain a lot of weight. But when you got people in France or UK, Europe in general, they eat bread all day, every day. 
and it's not many fat people. But they there. also don't have things like corn syrup in their products. Right. So it's very honest what, what the ingredients what are. It, if we were to go to war today in our country, how many people you think will be able to defend themselves? But they won't even go into war in the first place because they'll laugh about what we're going to war for. What are nah, we going to war for? No, nah, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> if somebody, if if whatever X country mm-hmm. lands on our la- uh, lands in our backyard, mm-hmm. how many of go- how many of us are going to fight? Most most of us are too tired. One, overweight. Two, um, lack the skills to to. Um, use firearms and stuff like that like how many of us will survive if we were see what's wrong with us is you united states right we see war happening everywhere but here so we're not really equipped to we're not attached to it like we see it from afar okay you see somebody have a uh a car accident. Yeah, you feel sorry, but it's it's not it's not impacting you. Or it's not impacting you. exactly. And we think that oh, it can't happen in the United States, but it could. Yeah. You know what I mean? More so now than ever. Right. Right. So what would we be what would we do as a country to to defend ourselves? Or as a people. Can't. Um, I think what's been difficult for me, because, yes, we're not directly impacted by what's going on, but we are directly impacted by what's going on. Mm. With it having the attachment of us being able to fund or fuel or what they say we're funding and fueling, oh, we're supporting um, these people, or we're supporting whatever. But I'm like, but how do we get to sign up for that? We don't. We don't. But it's, it's, it's mandatory for us to owe or pay for things that are being decided upon yeah. by something we didn't ask for. It's our tax dollars. Right. So it can come out of our checks can come out of our duties as citizens but we did not agree to what is going on and when you think about it there's you know all these protests that have been the protests that have been happening globally Mm. that says a lot about how the people can make a difference a significant difference in the decisions but before it gets to that point you've already lost so many people you know there are already so many people that are going through it right now based off of people trying to make a decision or not making a decision fast enough for human lives. And I I think about how it's been affecting me. Like, I just did not think in how we go to school and we learn about history and what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff is still going on. Mm -hmm. It's just not a direct access or a direct impact in our individual current lives in the spaces that we're living in. But can you imagine living on the opposite end of that and actually living in a bloody war zone? How terrible and how frightening that could be. And I'm just like 
trying my best not to see those things on TikTok, but then encouraging myself to watch those things, to be very grateful for the position that I am now when I complain about not wanting to be in the space that I'm in for my career or not wanting to wake up and go to the bloody gym because I can do that. I have an option to do that. It's not mandatory. It's a choice. But people are have a mandatory obligation to try and, like, just breathe, mm-hmm. even not even knowing if they're going to wake up the next day. <clears throat> My heart goes out to the children who are involuntarily involved in quote unquote grown up or civilization stupidity stupidity children no matter who's a terrorist who's this who's that who's right or who's wrong the children are suffering the most innocent kids who has nothing to do with any of that garbage whether it be here whether it be overseas what the children have nothing to do with that yet they're the very ones in the middle of it in the middle of it and nobody seems to care they 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 don't care and i seen something um some army general or something was like well this is war, so of course there will be casualties. But do you know why they attack or hit the kids first? Because they know it hurts the most. How you how do you how do you call yourself, right? <laughs> a religious person with specific set of rules. Christianity, thou shalt not kill. But the first thing you do when something does something somebody does Something you don't like or whatever, whatever. The first thing you do is is kill children. Like what? What is really going? What are we doing? Right, and that's why a lot of people do not agree with what's happening. Because at the end of the day, why in twenty twenty three are we having the same narrative that we thought was in our past happening right now? With the knowledge that we have about history and why people did what they did, with the access we have to technology to see what's actually happening, with the amount of people that are going out and protesting, why hasn't any of this stopped? I could tell you why. We're still apes. Um, give, um, describe what, the, what you mean by that. Um, what was that show you were watching, Chimp Empire? Mm-hmm. Um. They always had a leader. They always had a second in command. They fought for their little piece of land or whatever, their little civilization. They often fought other tribes of chimps. Same genetics, same type of chimpanzee, but it's another tribe of chimp. Even though we have microphones, cell phones, we can go off to space, we still have something in our DNA that connects us to <clears throat> us being primates, territorial, um, 
vicious to one one another. And and maybe that's the whole point, right? Because they're trying to keep whoever in line. Mm. If you have that narrative of like the chimp mentality or like the chimp culture, maybe somebody at some point studied how other things or other creatures maintain order in their little group. Without a doubt. And we're inherently, a lot of us, have to follow something for some reason. We have to follow a leader. We have to follow a specific religion. We have to not truly... What was the quote um, that I heard a, a minute ago? Some of us die. Some of us live and die not hearing our own voice. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we live by the influence of others, whether it be nature, nurture, religion, uh, biases, beliefs, whatever, that we gain from other people instead of thinking for ourselves or listening to that, our voice, we're letting other people's voices lead us. Yeah, but if you think about it, how we were raised or how we grew up or how we were educated depends heavily on what people think about us rather than what we think of ourselves. Exactly. And so trying to do the exact opposite of what we were taught is really daunting or scary because you've never been able to be in a space where you feel like that is a sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's what maybe freedom is about, right? It's about knowing who you truly are and not having to apologize for it and knowing where you stand as an individual. Mm-hmm. But the moment you want to, like, the moment you realize that your power is not controlled by yourself but controlled by other people's opinions, mm-hmm. that's very scary, but that's the position that all <clears throat> of us are in because we live in a world where there are rules that we have to follow, where if you don't follow those rules, you will suffer significantly. We've mm-hmm. both experienced that with career and mm-hmm. job choices, where the moment we stop, we don't have, we really don't have the luxury to stop, but we stop for mental health purposes, you know, mm-hmm. that ended up being very impactful, impactful for us internally. But the external side of it, we really took a loss and we were punished for taking a moment for ourselves. It's, again, that goes back to our, our, our genetics. We were way thousands and thousands of years ago. We were afraid to go against a group because we would get kicked out. And we would be out there alone in the jungle or, you know, not have any backup when something negative might or may happen, you know what I mean? We fear speaking up for ourselves or public speaking in general because back in the day when you were when you had to speak publicly, it was often in a way to defend yourself from either a choice you made or a choice that you didn't make in front of the tribe. So, knows, yeah. so you have all eyes on you. You know what I mean? We... I think genetically, we have this tribal mind state because we want to 
be content and blend in with the tribe rather than not have a tribe for ourselves. But that could be a fight or a flight type of thing, right? Right. Where you feel like, yes, we've inherited those things in order for us to survive as individuals, Mm -hmm. but also to maintain a sense of closeness with our family members or relationship Mm -hmm. with others. But I think on a larger scale with how society or like, you know, the man or the government works is they use our fight or flight or natural human way of, of, of feeling or thinking to manipulate that Mm -hmm. on a larger scale. I have control over knowing that innately as a human being, as an individual, you're going to react this way if we don't give you what you need at the moment that Mm -hmm. does not align with our mission or our goals. And that is scary, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like you don't want to be singled out, but in this state that they're doing as a government, so what if you feel uncomfortable? If you don't align with what we have, we'll put you in jail for not paying for your taxes. We'll punish you by not giving you um, you know, benefits for health care. There's so many different things that they do, but we feel obligated to, to fuel that consistency in knowing, damn, if I don't do this thing, I'm not going to have health care. It's like being a hamster in a hamster wheel, mm-hmm. and you're running and running in a little wheel, and you're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. This, this is what America feels like, right? Even though we have a lot of privileges and opportunities. It ain't that for real. It's not that for real. And only a few people, a few select people, make it to that freedom that we all genuinely want and need. You know what I mean? Not to sound too liberal or to sound like a socialist, but economically, if we could send billions to countries fighting wars that inherently doesn't have anything to do with us what in the hell are we doing yeah and another thing i'm gonna get dark really quickly because i've been thinking a lot about this Mm. and the whole conversation that we're having about like power and like you know just just being able to observe and see how our world or our society functions and if you think about how it functions it's very dark you know, there's nothing that's very uplifting, especially the way that we look, you know, like mm. the way that we are in this world that wasn't created or designed for us to succeed. I think about people like Anthony Bourdain, right? Where it's like people are like, oh, I don't understand why he left this world or oh, whatever. But I'm like, you know, in my dark sense of thought, I'm like, yo, he was probably onto something, you know, because Robin this, Williams. this Robin will. I'm, yeah. I'm talking like people you would not expect, but and and it's like, why would they do this? But you're like, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. There's certain things where I'm like, damn, like this world is fucked up. But I'm all. I'm, I've also been the type of person. I feel like you know Anthony Bourdain might have been that type of person, or Robin Williams might have been that type of person. Mm-hmm where you know you stood out like a sore thumb because you did not think the same way people thought Mm. or you thought a lot and questioned a lot that a lot of people just conformed to. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering why they're just conforming, but you just don't fit in that puzzle or fit in that (coughs) that way of life, you know, because you actually see life for what it is and you're in tune with how things are functioning 
that is not benefiting people, but benefiting people want a to, group of people. People want to play it safe, you know? People want to play it safe. And we're, um, when I think of like ancient times when the pyramids were built, not only in Egypt, but in Asia and um, Americas, pretty much all over the world. There had to have been a time where all of us on this planet worked in unison because the same dimensions of the pyramid in Egypt are the same dimensions of the pyramids in Mexico or South America or Asia. They all at one point faced north, south, east, west, you know, and they had some type of technology that harnessed the power of the planet. You know what I mean? And there had been a point in time where we all worked together to create these magnificent things that we couldn't, that we definitely can't create today. So what, what is it that we're missing? Why are a lot of us sleep? Or a lot of us content with the circumstances that we're given. Why is there no philosophy in school? Why are we steered towards certain directions? You know, we're pushed to go to college, even though we may or may not want to go. We're pushed to um, live these certain lives. You got to go to school at a certain age. You got to have a certain GPA. You got to graduate and, and have a car, wife, kids, this, that, and the third. And you have to work this job for 50 or 60 years until you retire. Then you can enjoy your life after you retire at 85, uh, uh, 90 years old. Like, what are we doing? We're, we're overworked and we're not able to use our minds and our energy and the way that they're supposed to be used. There's a certain percentage that's not overworked, and I think that how we live is also a form of slavery, right? Mm. Because this is not of our culture for most of us, mm -hmm. but it's something that we have to do. Otherwise, we cannot survive. We cannot survive in this environment or in this space. And we're also forgetting the fact that there's a large chunk of history that was completely eradicated and nobody questions it. Mm -hmm. We just keep going. But it's not that we are not aware of those things, but after years of being forced lies, like deliberately forced lies, it's not that like they weren't, they were, they were hiding anything. Mm -hmm. They would lie and be like, yeah, if you don't listen to what we're saying, if you don't believe our thing, you're not going to be here. Mm -hmm. To experience how we're going to live, how we're going to live. Whether or not, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, there's no, when you embed a level of fear into a group of people and then their, their generations end up inheriting that fear from your opinions and your stories about what you experience and you keep bringing that story down the line, mm -hmm. it's almost like you, you're making or perpetuating a, a, a numbness a sickness a sickness or a numbness or a blind eye to mm -hmm. 
to the truth. The truth is always in front of us, but nobody questions it because we feel safe enough to have somebody else have our lives in their hands. Mm. That's all I think that is. It's fear, it's fear based, but it's also because we're fed the same type of thing over and over again. Oh, you have to go to college because in the Western world, in order to get by, in order to live, and in order to have enough money to pay for your whatever, you need to go to college so that you're smart enough to talk the talk that we talk and live the life that we live and know the money that we know the money. You may not get ahead like the one percenters, mm -hmm. but you'll get far enough to survive. They'll feed you all this stuff. And it's just like I was watching this, you know, TikTok about somebody talking about how she talked to one of her foreign friends who came here to school for America and whatever. But she's talking about the mansion she just left mm. in fucking, you know, beach and sand and all that stuff. Why do people from Jamaica leave Jamaica to come here? Mm. To, to do that why why do people from the, the continent you know leave the continent and come here it's not that all of us don't like where we're coming from it's because we want to eat you know i'll tell you what it is right casinos the lottery america or western countries in general I like lottery uh, uh, slot machines. They're shiny. They blink real fast to catch your attention. And there's always a possible chance to win a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You have one in 10 trillion of a chance to win that. But it keeps you hooked like an addiction. You always want to put your quarter in it. You always want to put your energy in it. You always want to keep going just for that slight chance to make it out and have freedom. And this, I, yeah. This I, is what America is. This I never played the lottery, but when I seen that lottery ticket or that lottery um, prize up $2 billion, I said, fuck it. I'm going to play because I'm tired. Of, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And we need, we can have the slightest chance of a better life and a, a, a yeah, a better life for us. So fucking, I'm going to play. And that's scary because it's like, with you saying I'm going to play, it's almost like I think about what you were saying about the reason why it is. So many foreigners leave their country to come here and make money for this country because they've been fed that lie that you're going to succeed when you mm -hmm. leave where you come from to come here, be educated in our yeah. spaces. But now it's perpetuating a pattern of habit because now you're going to go home and show off to your family, look, I made it because now I live in America. Nah, and now come. everybody wants to come. Mm -hmm. And so now you've taken out your wealth from your own country yeah. to fuel these places that couldn't give a damn about you. You're making them so rich. But now every time somebody sees you coming back home, damn, I want to be like Hondi. Damn, mm -hmm. she went to school, you know, here, got her master's there. They're coming and you're, you're now taking people out of their native places. And that place is going to continue losing money while you're fueling money over here. So it's that chain of command, right? Where now we've created one percenters 
like me or like the big dreamers. You know, America's mm. a place to dream. But now you're creating these communities of people that are going back to their homes. And people lo- like have this idea that you're wealthy and that you have this because you're in this space. But it's a lie. But nobody's going to believe that lie because you're like, man, I want to be like her. She has the latest sneakers, whatever. She's coming home and showing us that she's made it. But all of us are unhappy because we, we would rather be home. We would rather be at that slot machine just for that slight chance of freedom. Exactly. It's the same concept. Same concept. And that's why it's it's so funny because I don't know what has gotten into me in my 30s, but I've been feeling like I want to go home. Mm. And regardless, I will make whatever we need to do work for us to be home. Because it's not, it, the feeling is so priceless to know. I got my son. Mm. I got my fresh fruit. And yes, I got work. But it doesn't feel like I worked that day because I got my son and my fresh fruit. Mm-hmm. But if we're here, it's like we don't have fresh fruit. We don't really have the sun all the time. And when we do have the sun, we got to be inside. We can't even enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think about how what narrative has fed us into feeling like we don't have an option into what we can choose our life to be. I think grit, discipline, dedication, right? How many millionaires, billionaires have, like, happened since COVID? I don't know. I wasn't even checking for that. You know the answer? A lot of a lot of black Americans especially were making a lot of money during, you know, COVID, making masks, this, that and the third, or um hand sanitizer or starting their own businesses and stuff like that. I mean, there is opportunity here, it's opportunity everywhere. But at the same time it's like I try to live by a code, right? What's your code? Break it down. Mind, body, spirit, peace, love, and happiness. If I don't have any of that, no matter where I'm at on this planet, I'm not going to make it. You know? Mind, body, spirit, peace, love, and happiness. If... I'm in Australia, or if I'm in the UK, if I'm in America, or if I'm in, you know, Zimbabwe, I have to have that code. We all have to have codes that we live by or create to keep us structured, right? And keep us motivated with that discipline. Because it's not going to be easy anywhere we go. Mm-mm. It's not going to be easy anywhere we go. But hold on. It's not going to be easy anywhere we go. And we have to figure out, but not figure out, we have to 
be better versions of ourselves, not just you and me, but everybody. We have to be better versions of ourselves. We have to be the people that we envision that we are. And not just lip service. We have to act and do and and be who we think we are or who we say we are or we're not going to make it. I absolutely agree. But I think on a larger scale too, the biggest thing that I've been craving to, to be in a different space is I feel heavily like I'm not from here. Mm. You know, and yes, people can migrate and do whatever, but it's like, why would I want to maintain or stay in a country that doesn't want me? Mm. Why do I have to be in a space where I know that my chances here are going to be very slim because they don't want me? Why can I surround why can I not surround myself in a space where I'm like, okay, I know that I belong here. Mm-hmm. And I'm wanted here as the the polar opposite, you know? So I totally get what you're saying. And it's like sometimes it's a little bit more than that as well. Like you yeah, love, peace, happiness. What was the other one? Mind, body, spirit. Mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. That is crucial. You're not wrong about that. But part of that mind, body, and spirit is I don't feel like my spirit belongs here. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? But I, like, I will probably feel the same way if I move to London or something. If we move to London. Mm. You know, yeah. inherently, even though we were brought here 500, 600 years ago against our will, generations, like, even though I'm black, I'm still an American. And even though I'm still here in America, I'm still Zimbabwean. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about that. Yeah. I feel like I don't belong here. That's part of my mind, body, and spirit where it's like, yes, you, I'll prob- you'll probably feel the same way, but I don't. Because mm. there's certain things where I felt like I didn't choose to be in that space. But yes, what you're saying is crucial. No matter where you are, you shouldn't be weakered or wavered to who you are internally. Mm. And that's a sense of freedom that I feel like can be hindered by what is already perpetuated in the narrative of keeping the, the, the Ferris wheel or the hamster wheel of control by a government. It, you know, it, it goes to a larger scale where it's like, it is up to you. There's nobody that can control you but you. Mm you will get distractions to make you feel otherwise that you do not have control over yourself. Yes, if you don't live by your code. Exactly. And I, as a human being individual, through my experience as a person, is constantly reminding myself and undoing that I do not have to follow routine because routine is not even following their own routine. It's all made up at the end of the day. The routine that they impose on you or the routine that you impose on yourself? Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Both. You just confused the fuck out of me. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Huh? 
Just play it back when you're not. Yeah, I'll I play it back. You went a little bit over my head. That's a lot. That I be some, thinking about a lot of shit. That and was it some Farrakhan shit right there. <laughs> but it's both, right? I'm mm. battling myself while I'm also battling somebody that's controlling how I'm supposed to live my life. How can I find myself if you're telling me who I should be? I feel that. But I want to slightly disagree. Let's hear it. We're all battling ourselves at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's not a disagreement because I just said that. No, nah, it's not. I'm not. <laughs> the simple fact that, yes, you impose these rules, but whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not battling them. I'm battling myself. Because mm-hmm. we all have the choice at the end of the day. Or the illusion of choice. But. Breaking out of that. Illusion. Is the first step right. Yes that's freedom at its purest form. Right like. That's freedom. Turning off the TV. Turning off of those. Those influences. And. Curating your own. Things to digest. That's enlightenment. Right. So. We're influenced by. Media. Social media. Peers. Parents. Whatever. Whatever. But. Putting the blinders down. Or putting the blinders on. And saying no. I got to forget all that. I have to. Figure out. My own path. Who I am what I believe and what I should follow without any external or outside influences on my spirit and my well-being, right? Um, Figuring out what you're interested in and not what you're told to be interested in is the key to your sovereignty as a person, right? Um. Not only that, but if you feel the need to have a tribe, you should find peers who um, are mirrors to that. You know, not only mirrors to you, but people that you can also disagree with as well because you don't want to be stuck in a vacuum because you'll just go right back into the same cycle. So I think the problem is what this world is. We're all stuck in our own little tribes that own little that each have this specific belief systems, vacuums, whatever that's controlled by whatever, whatever. But understanding and realizing that it's okay to agree to disagree and still exist. Ex- exist and be neighbors mm-hmm. and be friendly and be brotherly is okay. It's okay. We don't have to be influenced by things like racism. You know, back in the day, 50s and 60s, I'm, I truly believe that a lot, most white people weren't racist. They were just led by those who were more vocal and they were afraid to be ostracized 
Because if they didn't go with the narrative, they will too be lynched or whatever, whatever. So fuck it. If I have to do this, I'm just do it. And it's like we're being mind effed in so many ways. Because that was very interesting that you said that because I thought about how a lot of us really, if you look at all the people's, everyone who's considered to have a hero, right? Mm-hmm. Are Malcolm X's, are Martin Luther, you know, like all of these people, not even that. I mean, fucking Mike Tyson, people we look up to. Mm-hmm. The moment that people are their truest selves in their truest form is the moment that you see their light. Or the moment that you see something that you can gain within yourself mm-hmm. to have the confidence to do that too. Maybe that's what f- freedom is supposed to look like or feel like. And that's what we gravitate to as humans is when we are able to look at ourselves and be okay with ourselves without anybody else mm-hmm. influencing how we feel about our internal decisions and what we want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I feel like. I hope we figure it out We probably won't Maybe by the time my son gets old enough Things would Work out for the best I want to say one point Because I love what you said about We can exist and disagree Mm -hmm. And what I was saying is a, A mind F For this whole situation is that Cancel culture is dangerous Mm. because you don't have that opportunity to disagree with your neighbor, have a conversation about it and let it go or learn from each other. Right. Mm. But we're so quick on attacking somebody without explaining why or without having a conversation to understand why they even suggested to think differently from you. Mm. And we're not allowing ourselves to evolve as humans like you said, when you don't create a space to learn from somebody that has a different opinion mm. and you can just agree to disagree. It's very clear that there are people in this world that have different cultures mm. and different values and different things that they do something. You're not going to impose on what they do because they don't do the culture the way that exactly. you do your culture. Exactly. You're going to exist in their space and respect their space. But if you're not cool with what they're doing, you're going to go back to your space and you have the option. And not be addicted to your specific beliefs or ideals or biases. You have to be malleable. If it makes sense, it makes sense. You can't be so stubborn that if you hear something that is convincing from somebody of your opposite beliefs... But you're too stubborn or arrogant to even acknowledge it. You could be wrong. And it's so it's it's okay mm-hmm. to nobody wants to be wrong. Absolutely. But it's okay to be wrong. It's okay mm-hmm. to have a bad day. It's okay to follow the norm. It's okay to like we learned this in, in, in school, in elementary school. We learned that two plus two is four. Before you even knew that, you probably would have came up with a different answer. But you had to learn the system and learn the code Mm -hmm. in order to understand that two plus two is four. Right. 
You know what I mean? And we should all be open to learn and at least acknowledge and maybe understand somebody else's perspective. Mm -hmm. But when you're all of a sudden you're transformed, you know, you're not quick to judge others. Mm. You're not quick to question how they stand assertively as themselves without imposing your own opinion right. on how they experience themselves. And that's why as a kid, or like even as an adult, because people still do it, is like call me weird or awkward or whatever. Mm. I take it as a compliment because I'm like, I'm actually not shy to be myself. And it may look weird to you, but I'm just being myself. People you know? people put their limitations on right. us or exactly. other people in general. There's this quote, um... A fool sees himself to be a wise man, but a wise man sees himself to be a fool. Mm-hmm. Back when I was on my quote-unquote work or woke or conscious journey, all the information that I was learning, I wanted to just like give to people and convert people. But after a while, people didn't want to hear it. They didn't want it. It's like, People have their own journey journey in life, and I can't impose my beliefs mm-hmm. on them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If they have questions, if I say something or read something, they might be interested. Of course, I answer. I, I tell them what I believe or whatever, whatever. But I can't go out vocally imposing what I believe on other people. I learned that a long time ago, right? And I feel that the more I learn or the more I, I research, the less I know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for everybody. For everybody. It's a lot of information. It's a, a very large world. There's billions of people on this planet with billions of different perspectives on life because they all walk their own path. You know what I mean? And that's important to understand that Nobody sees life through the same eyes. We all have our own own individual eyes, you know, and we only get a glimpse into them into their 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 mind or their eyes or their path is when we just sit down and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just sitting down and have a, a conversation. And listening for that matter, because we could have a conversation and nobody's listening. Right. That's important. And not <laughs> listen just to have a response. A listen just just to listen. And this is so random, but I think about that's why I feel like a lot of relationships fail now. Mm. It's because of the lack of actually listening to what the other person is saying. No. Even asking questions, right? I think like now it's like, okay... We're not even in the mindset of getting to know someone. It's like, all right, can they afford this oyster platter that I'm eating? You know, like it's like stuff that has nothing to do with getting to know the person that you're worried about. Or, oh, let me see if he, you know, drives in the car, takes the bus to the day. Things that are on the surface. But you haven't even said, okay, so I've seen you come on the bus. What is your situation currently? Mm-hmm. Do you happen to, you know, be, you know, like you're not asking questions to get to know the person. You're already having an assumption of who that person is without even letting them open their mouth or well, hearing what they have to say. Right. Or even true 
emotional intelligence, right? I think that our generations and the ones below us, not below us, but, you know, the younger crowd um, have this false sense of emotional intelligence, right? It seems like they or we just want to sound smart. And say a whole bunch of things and beautiful word word and mental gymnastics instead of actually understanding what we're saying mm-hmm. or what we're talking about. How can you have emotional intelligence when you have emotional intelligence? And we should end it at that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. All right. I like that. All right, guys. Um, yeah, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. And we will talk to you guys later. Peace.